Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. This is episode 153 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. Hey, great to have you with me again this week. Thanks. Thanks so much for choosing to spend some time together. Hope this podcast is equipping you and encouraging you and and even challenging you to uh, to grow as a healthy leader and the way you lead your organization, lead your team, lead your family, lead your church, lead your small group, whatever it may be. Your places of influence. I hope this podcast is helping you. If you want to know more about me, you can check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. There are many other resources there. It's also a place where you and I can connect and you can send me an email and we can chat. It would also be personally so valuable to me and deeply meaningful if you would leave a review for wherever you may be listening to today's podcast and if you would share this with your friends. So thank you so much for doing that. Hey, today I want to talk about on episode 153, the long journey of leadership. The long journey of leadership. And you know, I hope you do have a long journey in leadership. I hope that you're able to overcome the trials, the difficulties, the the temptations and snares that often can cause us to lose our moral footing, to cause us to maybe be feel disqualified or lose a job or a role of leadership. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. And in part, that's why I do this podcast, to help us develop the kind of character and skill set, the kind of heart and head and hand skills, if you will, that are going to help us endure as leaders. So today we're talking about the long journey of leadership. Let's do this together. You know, I uh, was thinking in the last couple of weeks, actually, about this podcast. I've been sitting on it for a couple of weeks, thinking through the ideas of the long journey of leadership. I I would guess, uh, you know, formal leadership. I've probably been doing leadership, as you know, if you're an avid listener to the podcast, I've been doing formal church leadership as my context for 30 years probably and uh, I don't I may have more leadership behind me in a formal way than I do in front of me I'm 51 I kind of think do I do I have formal leadership in front of me for 30 more years until 81 <laughs> I don't know if anybody would want me as a leader in their life a formal leader an employee leader if you will at 81 but you know by God's grace maybe I'll maybe I'll be a mentor of some kind I hope so the long journey of leadership. You know, I don't know how many years are in front of you and how many years you have left, but I want them to be enjoyable years and productive years and successful years. And so I wrote down four phases, if you will, four core ideas about how do we experience the long journey of a healthy, life-giving leadership. And phase number one has to do with the origin of your leadership, the origin of your leadership. I um, I experienced the origin of leadership, I believe, was a calling. I was not a Christian at 19. I was involved in some really immoral lifestyle and behaviors. I was a pretty angry and, and lonely and isolated 19-year-old and 
did not have a good college experience my first year, and I moved to a new state and lived with family. And during that time, I was introduced to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I gave my life to him and experienced his forgiveness and his love, and it revolutionized my life. And not many months after that, I began to experience a shift in my desires. I had made a decision to be a sports broadcaster. I love sports, still enjoy sports. And since I couldn't play it any longer at a competitive level, I wanted to talk about it at a competitive level. But I began to experience those desires shift from talking about sports and the sports culture to talking about Jesus Christ and the culture of his kingdom. And so for me, leadership was a calling. I also recognize there have been times in my leadership, and I've experienced this from others, where the real motive and the origin of their leadership was about money. They see that they could make a pretty good income and have a decent salary if they were to become a leader, a manager, a leader in charge of an organization, a team, etc., that with the higher up of responsibility, the higher the income goes. And so maybe part of the motive, if you will, or the origin of their leadership was financial. I've also been around others, and this is true for me, maybe more true than, than the money thing, is I want to prove to people around me who thought I wouldn't amount to anything that my leadership and leadership title and leadership responsibility proves to the naysayers around us that we are somebody and that we can do something meaningful with our lives. Money and trying to prove something to somebody are not good, sustainable motives. Money can often be about greed and trying to prove something to the naysayers, no matter who they are, our parents, our siblings, our friends, the seeking to prove something to somebody is oftentimes rooted in pride. A fourth sort of origin of leadership that I recognized is circumstances, that something happens and someone sees you with a certain skill set, a certain charisma, and so they thrust you into a position of influence and a position of leadership. And so I'm not for sure what your origin of leadership is, calling, circumstances, finances, or you're seeking to prove something to somebody. But I think it's important for us to know the origin of our leadership calling because the origin has a powerful effect upon the long-term trajectory of your leadership. If you're trying to prove something to somebody, it appears that the goalpost or the scorecard is always changing. You feel like you're never winning. If it's just circumstances, then the shelf life of your leadership may be directly connected to the shelf life of the crisis. If your calling or your leadership is connected to something bigger and deeper, I think that's the healthiest origin of our leadership. And it may be money. At what point is there enough money? And greed can never seem to find enough. Friends, I want you to know the origin of your leadership because it has a powerful effect on the long-term health and the long-term trajectory of your leadership. second phase of the long journey of leadership is the growth of leadership. So you've identified your origin, and if it's not a healthy origin, 
do something about that. Talk to a mentor. Talk to a more experienced, seasoned leader. Maybe you need to see a counselor or a therapist or share with a trusted person in your life and see if you can't shift the origin of your leadership to a healthier, more sustainable motive. But once you're in that place, then there's a growth of leadership. You see, the origin of your leadership has to do with duration and motivation. The growth of your leadership has to do with the quality of your duration, the quality of the lived-out motivation. And the, qual- the growth of our leadership, the quality of our leadership, is connected to a few key thoughts. One is mentors. I w- would really encourage you to find mentors. Now, with podcasting and articles and internet searches and books, and, and there's um, our exposure to leadership and to leadership ideas, we're overwhelmed by it. I mean, if you were just to type on your favorite search engine, leadership, I know thousands and thousands of articles are going to pull up links within nanoseconds. Like, our exposure to leadership knowledge is vast, and it is wide, and it is deep. What about your exposure to the incarnation of leadership, meaning I have a relationship with somebody that is role modeling healthy, dynamic leadership in front of me? I've been around this long enough to know that a lot of us like to go at it alone because when we get into meaningful, deep, connected relationships, like with a mentor or someone discipling us, or not just an organizational boss, but it becomes more than that. It becomes more connected than just organizational. That what is on the heels of that connection is accountability and character transformation. And we often just don't want to be involved in that because it requires honesty and vulnerability, courage, and within that is the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of unknown. The growth of leadership happens best in the soil of vulnerability, and vulnerability happens best when it's connected to trusting relationships. Friends, you need mentors, and we could have a lot of digital mentors, and I have a number of digital mentors on my podcast app that I plug into and they influence my life. But more important than that, I need flesh and bone mentors who are role modeling healthy leadership, and you do too. We need testimonies of people persevering. We need people to show us how to develop new skills. We need people to both affirm where we are growing in our character, in our skill set, in our head knowledge of leadership, our heart capacity of leadership, and in the skills of our hands in leadership. We need people to affirm us. We also need people to po- to point out our blind spots and say, hey, here's an area where you could grow and could succeed and can do better. Here's an area that's not your strength, but here's an area that is your strength. Testimonies, new skills, health, mentors, role models. Don't just let digital voices and digital people be the ones that are helping you grow in your leadership. And there are some amazing digital print mentors, if you will. John Maxwell, Pete Scazzaro. I I, 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 I hate to even name names because there are so many people, but friends— I implore you to get connected on a regular basis to a real flesh and bones individual that is role modeling healthy, godly, integrous, generous, humble, sacrificial leadership. I've got a, my best friend in, in my whole world is my wife. 
And I have watched her do this. I've watched her engage a mentoring relationship with a dear friend of our family. And I've been married almost 30 years. I've known my wife over 30 years. And I will say, once she got intentionally connected to this mentor, the trajectory of her growth went straight vertical. I've never seen things happen in her life like this, and I'm so proud of her. I've actually asked her to come and do a podcast with us to share with you, the listeners, two or three things that she is learning in this mentoring relationship that's causing her to have some accelerated growth. The third phase is the expression of leadership. And this is about your distinctiveness, your distinction, origin of leadership, duration, and motivation. The growth of leadership is about the quality of your leadership. But the third phase of the long journey of leadership is the expression of your leadership. This has to do with distinction. And this is about your personality. It's about your passions. It's about your, your Enneagram type and your disc profile. A lot of these things are available online that you can take a disc assessment test. You can read the Marcus Buckingham Strength Finders work. You can do a personality profile with maybe a Myers-Briggs or something like that. And if, you, if you're looking for some direction in that area, reach out to me through the website, LanceBain.com. I've got some good friends that are doing really good work in this area, and they could help you with that. But when we talk about the expression of our leadership, this is about you finding your unique voice, but a healthy voice, a passionate voice, a voice that knows how to persevere, a voice that knows how to praise, a voice that knows how to give credit to other people, a voice that is not prideful, but is humble, a voice that is grateful, not entitled, a voice that is comfortable in its own skin, its own personality its own passion, its own gifts and academic training and academic talents and opportunities. You need to have an expression for your leadership. I've gone through this so many times where I've tried to be other leaders. I admire something about someone. I think, oh, I want to adopt that skill or that way of thinking or that way of communicating and uh, that way of leading. And when I try to become them, I'm not becoming me. And that's dangerous because after a while, I start to feel like, God, I'm feeling faithful to myself and to how God made me. So what, I've, what I'm encouraging you to do is what skill sets or practices are other people engaged in that you can extract as DNA, if you will, but input it in your own skin and figure that out. Maybe what you really love about the way a person leads is their authenticity. So rather than trying to be them and mimic their authenticity, sit with a mentor and some close ones around you and figure out what authenticity looks like for you. Extract the principles and the core ideas, but don't try to become other people. You need your own expression of leadership. <laughs> we need you to be you, friends. And don't try to be the most charismatic leader like other people. And don't try to be the smartest or wisest leader like other people. Be you. And put yourself in the kind of relationships and in the kind of trajectory where you can grow because we need your expression of leadership. The fourth phase of the long journey of leadership is the legacy of leadership. The legacy of leadership. 
You know, John Maxwell says, if you think you're a leader and you turn around and look behind you and no one's following, then you're not a leader. You're just a person taking a walk all by themselves. I think one of the great tests and the great goals of leadership, if maybe not the greatest goal of leadership, is producing other leaders. It's people. Leadership is all about people. You know, I told you the story at the beginning of this podcast about my own desire to communicate about sports and sports culture, and I began to experience a change in my heart after I became a Christian, a follower of Jesus. That I didn't want to broadcast sports, I wanted to broadcast Him, and I wanted to talk about Him. And ultimately, within my calling, it's about people. Can you discover how your job, how your leadership position, how your place of influence is about people? It's about inspiring people. It's about encouraging people. It's about loving people faithfully. It's about having those kind of friendships and relationships where other people are grateful that you are in their life. And that you, as a mirror, you both say, hey, here's where you are succeeding and here's where you are growing and here's just some value that I want to add to your life. And you can also, as a mirror, look at them and say, here's an area where you, you, you need to mature, you need to persevere, you need to develop. The legacy of leadership are people. It is new ideas and it is for causes of justice. I think that's incredible that, that you could leave a, a lasting imprint of your leadership through causes for justice and justice ideas and new ideas and new initiatives. But I recognize, like maybe you do, that when I'm done leading in my current environment, whatever systems I have put in place and whatever vocabulary for our leadership culture we have put in place, whoever comes behind me may change all of that. But they, but they can't take away the people. They can't take away the people whose lives you touch because of your loving leadership. The long journey of leadership, friends, it's about the origin of your leadership, which is the duration. It's about the growth of your leadership, which is about quality. It's about the expression of your leadership, which is your unique distinction. And it's about the legacy of leadership, which is about successful intentionality. You want to be intentional in your success and in your success building. It's all about people, friends. It's all about the most treasured resource that we've been given, people. Hey, thank you for listening. Episode 153. Don't forget to leave a review and share this with your friends. And everybody, I'll talk to you again next week. Next week.